0: Is it my favorite murder? How did this get made? Or even the Adam Corolla show? It's Three-Way Theater, the award-winning podcast about pro wrestling, movies, and pro wrestling movies. Brian Johnson of Tupelo, Mississippi says Three-Way Theater is definitely a podcast. Jerry McFarley of Bangor, Maine says that the TWT is the perfect podcast for his senile grandfather with early signs of dementia. He just puts it on in the background while Grants rants about the war. Writer-director of The Naked Man, J. Todd Anderson, says Three-Man Theater reviewed his film. I think he meant Three-Way Theater, but who can blame him for getting it wrong? Four out of five dentists surveyed recommend Three-Way Theater to their patients who chew gum. What the? Isn't this from a Trident commercial? Fucking hacks. Three-Way Theater is filmed before a live studio audience.
1: Three-way theater. Uh-huh. Welcome to the three-way theater. Yeah. Ha. You know? You know. Hey y'all ready? Let's go. We
2: all about wrestling, but don't call us fanatics uh-huh. We talk about wrestling movies, review the classics
1: uh-huh. From ready to rumble, Ooh. body slamming, Russell Madness. You can tell us our passion, now we into podcasting Screaming Northeast Championship Wrestling yeah. Mr. Peacock, go ahead, represent yeah. Three-way theater, three the uh-huh. hard way From your boy Mike, JC, and Lumberjake yeah. Welcome to the three-way theater yeah. Hi. Welcome to the three-way. They said it. Bang bang. Welcome to the three-way. Theater. Bang bang
3: bang, way. Bang, the door, bang bang on the door, baby.
0: Bang
1: bang. I'm the door, baby. Bang bang. I'm the
3: door, bang, baby. Bang bang. Tin roof. Tin roof. Rusted.
4: <laughs> love
1: shack, baby. baby love shack. Love shack.
4: Ow. Is that clear Coke? No, it's just Crystal uh, Pepsi. No, it's, it's neither of
2: those things. It's just uh, it's uh, the seltzer water. Is
4: oh flavor like the yeah sparkling I'm waters? A big fan of seltzer water. I like it because Katie's, my girlfriend's a big fan of, s- of sparkling seltzer water. Well, I saw Katie
2: drinking the Poland Spring uh-huh. seltzer water, and she said it's just because she couldn't drink that much water. Like she f- didn't feel good about drinking that much water, which is weird because drinking a lot of
4: water is good for you. Well, the, the I guess the seltzer helps helps her stomach more, okay. and, like, and she doesn't like sweet things. Which is weird. Like she like. But she dates you. Like well, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: No, I was oh. I was trying to say he was sweet. Yeah, I'm sweet, not her. Oh, I thought you sh- she meant that he was a clown. Oh, well, you see, I liked it because. I'm not drinking soda right now, oh. but I need the bubbles. The carbonation, like makes, the carbonation. Me, it makes me feel like I'm drinking it soda. It tickles
4: your nose a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But without all the sugar... No, I can
2: hear you just swallowing. It's gross. The,
4: oh. oh, that is the grossest thing <laughs> I've ever heard.
0: So like, no that.
4: lie, that's the grossest thing. I'm so happy my headphones can't hear anything. <laughs> I feel bad for our listeners. I they just gotta. You. Are we recording?
2: Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Yup.
3: Ooh, Welcome nice. to Freeway Theater. Hello. Guys. I'm Mike Pava. I'm. I just want everyone to no. know. Oh. I just want everyone to know <laughs> my name. Uh huh. Is lumberjack. I don't know how you would forget. I'm a large gentleman. I'm tall. Wait. I've got long hair, I've uh-huh. got a big, bushy... Hold hair. on. And that's J.C. And okay, that's JC. wait wait a second. Your name is Lumberjack. My yeah.
2: name is Lumberjack. I've been calling you Crandall this whole time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, there's been some confusion uh, amongst a listener um what my what? name was. One, One specific listener. listener. I mean, some... See... People that don't know us, I understand
4: if you don't know whose voice is whose. I always have that problem with podcasts. And if you've never seen us, you probably have a different view of what we actually look like in your head. Yes, I am... But we have our pictures right on the main thing. Nobody looks at that. Yes, I am 700 years old.
3: (laughs) I am an ancient demigod. Calgon? (laughs) Ancient Chinese
2: secret, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Zhang.
4: But moreover, this person has seen you in person.
2: Yeah, has watched me wrestle several, several times. Several times. I mean, to be fair, a lot of people close their eyes while you're wrestling. I don't blame them. That's <laughs> why I'm the main event. Most
4: people <laughs> leave early. Mm. Oh, well, anyway, we're, welcome to Three Way Theater. Yeah, we um, review pro wrestling. Movies. And pro wrestling movies. Uh-huh. Boom. We
3: You can see there uh, three Ps in a pod. Cast. Oh, go. all
2: right, yeah. Over my almost part. lost it. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Got it. We brought it back because here we are on the giant special episode, episode 20. Oh,
3: Woo. man, this is crazy. Man. I think 10 episodes ago, we did, what was it, Mr. Narnia? Was or it Mr. Narnia or No Holds barred. One of the two. No Holds barred, I think. it I think, was over 10 the Peakies and then we did? Um... I wish we would have talked about this before okay. we got on the air. Things we never do. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. That's um
2: accurate. well I we mean just talk about something else for the next like ten to fifteen seconds. Okay, and well.
3: So uh I just wanna say that watching Ed Asner in this movie It's <laughs> fantastic. Wait, um
4: no, Jake, that was the last episode. Yet, what do you mean? That was the wrestler from nineteen seventy four. Yeah, that's watched, what that's what we, we watched. We already reviewed that. Yeah, but we're watching The Wrestler from 2008 yes, today. The Darren Aronofsky version. You know, did you guys see this in theaters? Yes.
2: Yes. I didn't. Um, just for reference, uh, just because I just remembered it off the top of my head, uh, yeah. and I did not look it up on threewaytheater.com, um, episode right. 9 was Mr. Nanny, episode 10 was The Peakies. All right. I hey, got
3: it. Um, I didn't see this in theaters, and let me tell you why. And
4: what number was the whole part? 11. All right. We sandwiched
3: them. Um... We actually had half a day at high school that day. I was 19 years old. Me and my friends all left school, and we were going to Wait see a the minute. wrestler.
4: Wait a minute. Back up. You were 19 in high school? Senior year, yeah. Okay.
3: And we were leaving, and we went to the to the Hanover Mall uh, vi- the movies, and this lady... I D'd oh, I know this story. Me. I don't know this story, I'm excited. Yeah, it's good. This lady ID'd me. And I didn't have an ID until I was how you say twenty four years old. Until <laughs> <laughs> like what, two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I wish. Um uh it was so I didn't have an ID. So the lady refused to sell me a ticket. It was a R rated movie. To see an R rated movie you must be seventeen years old. I look the same now as I did then basically. And if anything, I think you look older. Yeah really and uh this lady i'm like lady if i'm you have to be 17 are you telling me that i'm 16 years old looking you in the fucking eye right now <coughs> and she refused to sell me a ticket so i went and i uh walked away and i talked to my friends and then i went up to the other kiosk when the lady left and this old guy one for the wrestler sold it to me right away <laughs> so cool so we all went in we had our tickets we sat down the lady saw us go in so she sent an usher in uh-uh. to come check our tickets. Mm hmm. Uh, we showed him our tickets. We had the tickets. And he went, um, Can I see your IDs? we like, Why do you need to see your IDs? We have the tickets. Like, yeah, I, I have to see your IDs, though. For the wrestler. You'd think they it's were, like Fort Knox. They were protecting Marissa Tomei's tips <laughs> like they were the fucking Ark of the Coven. I mean, I mean to be
2: fair, it's kind of worked. Yeah.
3: And I stood up quickly, and the kid almost fell backwards over the row of seats behind him, because I was so fucking pissed. So we took... So they actually kicked you out of the movie? Yeah. So uh, we went back, and I got our tickets refunded by this lady. And as we're getting them refunded, I called this lady everything under oh. the book. Well, that's what I was going to ask, because I've
2: seen you melt down at other restaurants and other establishments, so I was waiting for the,
4: you know... Yeah, no, it was coming.
3: Yeah, um, let me... I dropped several C-bombs. A lot of C-bombs were flying.
4: Of course. Number J classic, Yeah, I'm angry. Yeah, absolutely. And
3: when I'm when I'm not, you know, it goes. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of C-bombs are flying... I called her an ugly old hag that's going to be dead soon. Um, (laughs) I I was making fun of her dyed red hair. Oh, my God. I said, fucking, I hope this bitch falls down the stairs and her fucking wig falls off. (laughs) Like, I was tearing this fucking lady apart, and she was silently refunding our money. And I
4: just just let her have it. So how long after that did you actually see, like, how long did it take you to actually see the movie? Obviously, you had to wait for... I saw it the the next
3: week because Robert was in Boston. He was one of my friends that I went with, and he got a bootlegged version and we all went to his house and watched it for a dollar. I'm glad you brought up bootlegs
2: because this movie was heavily bootlegged, and... I saw the wrestler in the theater. I had to do some work to get to it because it wasn't playing at the regular major chain theaters around here. Yeah. So I had to go find it at like one of the smaller art house theaters. And
3: really, we, we mine was like a like a chain.
2: I don't know for whatever reason.
4: And I had to go to Quincy. Okay. Uh, to see it. We so
2: Patriot Cinemas. I I mean I don't there were at the big chains around here that just weren't showing it. I had to do some digging to find it and. My mom knew how much I was trying to see this movie, and my mom got a bootleg of this movie for me. So the weekend I saw The Wrestler, I got home, and my mom was like, I got you this. And it's just a burned copy of The Wrestler. So it's just funny. You
4: have bought it from the same person. (laughs) Maybe. Same distributor. I thought it was Copley Square. I had to go to Boston. You had to go right into Boston. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, because it was a limited release.
3: Yes, Man, it was fucking easy for me if that fucking old cunt didn't fucking...
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, well, I mean, so, yeah, so we're reviewing The Wrestler. Yeah. Like, we should probably have brought that up fairly yeah, really no, first. Yeah,
4: you know, I mean, if you listen to our last episode, this is a kind of a double feature. I hope you've listened to the last episode. I hope you've listened to all
2: of our episodes. Except for Body yeah, don't listen to Body Slam
3: And uh, Best in Show, you know, Pikachu's uh, Yeah, in yeah. the minisodes, they're not required listening
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not no. canon It's just like extra credit Yeah,
3: <laughs> <It's>
2: yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's definitely extra credit But we are here on episode 20 The second half of our double feature Reviewing the 2008 version yes. of The Wrestler
4: Now, how many times have you seen this movie, including when we So this would be number 5 for me Okay Today this I've would probably f- be like the second or third time. This movie. is yeah. This is only the second time i saw it. First when it came out, and again, right now. Okay, so wow, so it's been uh,
3: almost ten years yeah. since you've seen this movie. Is there anything new that you remember seeing that you don't remember like realizing then?
4: Um, I, I feel like I maybe recognize more of the of the, the wrestlers, workers. the wrestlers that were little bit parts in there. Um.
3: Yeah, because you see, like, uh, Claudio Castagnoli's in there, and he's Cesaro right now in WWE. Well, it's
2: also cool that, like, uh, Ron yeah. Tr- Ron Killings was in there, uh-huh. yeah, and true. that was during his in-between where he wasn't back with the WWE yet, but it wasn't too long after that he got re-signed.
3: Yeah, he was right in there. He was always, like, signed somewhere. Right. Vince McMahon loves him. <laughs> they, they are bad. Be- I love that picture yeah, online of laughing Vince together. Yeah. and r
2: so good. Uh... So so, it's been a while since you seen it. When was the
3: last time you saw this, Jake? Like, it was probably the probably the bootleg version or right. possibly... But like maybe, back maybe, in two thousand eight. Yeah, maybe again over like like years ago when like maybe on HBO or something. So uh, yeah, I
2: saw it probably about two years ago. It was the last time I saw it yeah. on on pay uh, like the HBO. Yeah.
4: Um. Did your thoughts of the movie change from when you first saw it to now?
2: Um.
4: I'm gonna um, say mine did. No, okay? Well, I, I feel like since
3: seeing it, I was I was like a teenager when I first saw it, and I feel like I appreciate it more now as an
4: adult. I don't know. I think so. I, I, feel, I
2: feel the opposite way. way because so at the time I looked at it through very, like, rose-tinted glasses, where I was like, wow, this is such a mainstream. It's It's on the mainstream, and it's such a like, a dark, gritty portrayal, but as I'm looking at it now, and watching it now, I found myself to be a bit jaded, Mm -hmm. and I mentioned while we were watching, that there were various points where I'm like,
4: they have a total misconception of wrestling. When at the time, you thought, I I thought, like, this is like, and there were some things they did get pretty good, but... Watching it back, it wasn't as a complete package as I. Yeah, if,
3: no. I'm, if I'm looking at it as a worker perspective, yes, I can see things are like, no, no, no.
2: But I was still running shows in 2008, and I was involved, but I didn't have that jaded feeling about it while watching it. Like, I
4: maybe I was just really sucked into the world. I, I, I think the I think the hype was huge. The, the hype was absolutely Mickey huge. Rourke's big return, um, you know, this gritty look at professional you know, wrestling you know I, like i hear the more like I,
3: i'm watching this now and mickey Rourke did a great job yes and then you f- feel you, and then you find out nicholas cage is supposed to be yeah you. so i
2: have a few facts
3: that i have about the movie including
2: the nick cage part um but before we dive in there i think what i want to say is whatever criticisms i have about the movie i like the acting yep. i thought mickey Rourke, as you said was amazing I thought Marissa Tomei was fantastic.
3: For every like little detail they get wrong about indie wrestling, that it's like I, I I'm willing to forgive that, and they're trying to tell a narrative with all sides of the story. Mm-hmm. And then there's the parts that I really love, like the two workers walking around like a dollar store, fucking whacking each other like a little
4: aluminum. Right. Band, going, ah. yeah. How does this look? Yeah. But
2: so that's that's partially the actors. Part the so thing like. my thing is my issues lie at the writing. Not the actors, because scenes like that that you're mentioning in the store were improv. Yes. Those were not scenes that were written that way. Those were the actors just playing around, and I think the actors had a better grip on their characters. And I think my issue kind of goes
3: to the writing. Um, yeah, but then like you think if a wrestler is writing it, then you get the wrestler 1974. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, it seemed it was so wrestling heavy. And the guy's going to be, like, a wrestler's going to be like, no, it has to be, like, a lot of wrestling. And people want to see wrestling, you know? So, let's let's talk about this for a little bit. Fun facts.
2: Oh. Well, okay, so you mentioned the writer was Robert Siegel. Okay. Um, this was the first movie that Darren... Was er- he actually a seagull? Yes. Which made it tough to type.
3: He was the first writing seagull. Yeah, he typed
2: with his beak. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. One letter at a time. Right. It was the best of times first worst of times. The
2: worst of times? Damn seagulls? <laughs> but, um, so, Rob, Robert here, he. Rob th- Roberts? Yeah, Rob Roberts, the trash man. Uh, but this was the first movie that Darren Aronofsky directed that he didn't write. He normally writes and directs
3: all of his films. What other. Did he do any famous movies that. I would know. Darren Aronofsky? Yeah.
2: No, probably not. I mean, I, he's definitely. An, well, that's a, another reason why it was a limited release and it was put into the art house theaters. I mean, I'll go down his filmography first. So. One of his biggest movies that I remember seeing was *Requiem for a Dream*.
3: Okay, but I've heard of that. Yeah.
2: Um, he also did *Pie*, which was a, a big. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Rui Rui agrees with you. Um, he did a real existential film, *The Fountain*, that was based on like the past, the present, and the future. Just
3: the titles. Really
2: good. Um, Probably one of my favorite movies that he did was Black Swan with Natalie Portman. Okay. Well, that's mainstream, okay. Yeah. yeah, that movie was hot as hell. Yeah. Uh, Mila Kunis and her, yeah. got okay. it on. Uh, Black Swan. Um, those are his big movies. He's done, um, he also did Noah, that Noah's Ark movie with like uh,
3: uh, Russell Crowe. Cr- oh. No, that was Evan Almighty. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, he did all these great art house films, and, and Evan and Almighty. Almighty. I wish that was true. So holy <laughs> shit. So Darren Aronofsky kind of breaks the the mold of having these directors we've seen over and over again that it's either their first, yep. film and last, right, or it's their very last. After a long career, he was
2: at the height of his powers and could choose whatever he wanted to do. He chose wrestling. His career has gone on since then, but I
3: mean. I mean, that's cool. I like somebody that's going to do what they want to do. You right.
4: Know? Why do you think he wanted to, like, the, why would he want to do a movie at that time?
2: Because there's the a wrestling. story to be told. What year was it? This was 2000. It came out in 2008. Chris Benoit. Um, so the, my question is that if he's primarily known as a writer and a director, I wonder why he didn't necessarily tackle the script because he's a pretty talented writer as well. I think it would be better if he had. Yes.
3: Maybe he uh, maybe he had a writer that was a wrestling fan and he wanted to give him over the the reins of it, like someone that thought they had experience within the world. Maybe he was just a smart writing it. Well... Yeah, I guess so. So, okay, let's
2: go back to Robert Siegel. He was the writer. Um, He only has six writing credits to his name. So the first was The Onion movie, which was from The Onion. Ew. Uh, then he did The Wrestler. Then he did two movies that I've never heard of, Big Fan and Turbo.
4: Don't oh, know. Was Turbo's the Turbo's the cartoon with the shell. The, the, with the the oh, okay, all right, all right. Okay, it's supposed yeah. to be like... Um, like cars, but for, right. for snails. snails. So, that should also mention that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. God, You said
0: that so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope
4: you're following along.
0: <laughs> um,
2: but, <laughs> so there's a, there's a big gap there because he did The Wrestler in 08, he did this big fan story in 09, and then didn't, didn't write anything again until Turbo in 2013. Then there's been another giant gap because in 2016 he wrote The Founder, that movie about the McDonald's founder, Michael oh, Keaton. Yeah, okay. yeah. I heard
3: that was uh, a movie.
2: That is a movie. You're right, Jake. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a very good point. It okay. was. Um, so that's the last thing he did. He only has six credits total. So you gotta wonder where he got this out of, you know? Huh.
3: Maybe, um, maybe he was a fan of wrestling.
2: Maybe, but then I feel like he had a total misconception of what wrestling is
3: most fans do. <laughs> um yeah. i go ahead. No, it's just people don't know how wrestling works. Like people think they know but they don't. You know, it's so funny cuz people still like come up and ask you like how it really works cuz people like, "Yeah, I know what how wrestling works." But they don't. So, let's segue
2: a little bit into talking about the lead role and I can go through some of these facts that I have. So, as we know, Mickey Rourke ended up playing the wrestler. Um, originally, when Darren Aronofsky first signed on, before he made any decisions, he was actually considering Sylvester Stallone for the role of Randy the Ram.
3: Holy shit, that's amazing. That would have been great. Um would have been fucking Rocky.
2: Well, so he actually decided against it after Rocky Balboa came out in 2006 because he felt it was too much like... Thunder Thunderlips I'm coming for you! Yeah it was very much yeah. like an old man trying to reconnect with his family and you know everybody he loved is gone so he still made the movie he just did it
3: without Sylvester
2: Stone. right well he just felt that if Sly played Randy the Ram then everybody would be saying oh it's just a, a wrestling version of Rocky yeah so he opted against it. He then decided that Mickey Rourke would be the best person to play it based on his personal tragedies and issues in the early nineties and everything else. Yeah,
1: very
3: ugly guy.
2: The studio wanted Nick Cage. So the studio were demanding Nick Cage and, and they and they got him. Yes. Um they had like up until filming started, they only had a thirty-five day shoot like it was a 35 days of principal photography so they only had they like as they were getting closer and closer to the shooting date Aronofsky was still trying
3: to convince them that Mickey Rourke was the better option in 2008 like 2007 2008 I was at the height of my my indie wrestling love I was 17 18 years old I loved you were going to ring of honor shows weren't you yeah me and my uh me and my friend Mike Sholin very talented wrestling photographer uh I and mean, photographer in general, but, you know. Um, we were going to Ring of Honor shows on the regular. We were going to Braintree or we going to Roxbury. Like, very dangerous places. <laughs> yeah, but, it's uh, true. Yeah, definitely.
2: But, I mean, Mikey and I, when we used to go to ECW shows, we went to the, some of the shittiest parts of Boston and e- other places.
3: But I remember, like, reading all the results and shit and reading all the stories of what was happening And Nicolas Cage went to a Ring of Honor show Went backstage Was shaking everybody's hand Trying to get a feel for what wrestling was And that's when people realized Nicolas Cage was probably going to be the wrestler And people were freaking out People were losing their shit So the movie that we saw If Nick Cage
2: was the character How do you think this movie would have gone over Would it have been as critically acclaimed?
3: Um (laughs) No Yeah I don't think Nicolas Cage has any personal, like, anguish he brings to it. Like, Mickey Rourke lived a hard life like a pro wrestler. Maybe it like, looked like it. <laughs> I feel like slumming on the fucking, like, the sea level movies and shit like that can be similar to, like, an indie fucking wrestling feel, you know?
2: Yeah. I, so...
3: I think Nicolas Cage is the best what-if actor,
2: because I know you guys aren't really into superhero stuff, but Nicolas was Cage, he was very, he
3: was, he had screen tested, he was in the suit. Why do studios love Nick Cage when he's not, like, the biggest box office draw? People because are- he's weird. He has something about him that makes people just, like, eat him up. Nicolas Cage was originally who the studio wanted to play. Andy Kaufman in *Man on the Moon*.
4: Interesting. Uh, what if actor, the greatest what if actor? Hear this. Well, you see,
3: Nicholas Cage. He, they were auditioning everyone. They were, like everyone had to send in a thing like uh, an audition tape, and uh, Nicholas Cage did not. Jim Carrey was so adamant to get the part of Andy Kaufman. He was so adamant to get the part of Andy Kaufman. He, uh, he did so much to impress them. He got the actual curtain from Saturday Night Live so he could recreate the Mighty Mouse. He got the He was uh, committed to he it. He got the original curtain. He got the original cast of Taxi back together to film with him as Andy Kaufman. He personally did that on his own dime. And he sent this in as his audition tape and he got the part. And um, they asked Nicolas Cage, they're like, why didn't you send an audition tape? And Nicolas Cage said, "My friend said that stars of our caliber don't send in audition tapes," and that friend's name was Jim Carrey. <laughs> I kind of wish you would have saved that for when we do *Man in the Moon*, but still. Yeah, we're never gonna do *Man in the Moon*.
2: What? We're gonna do everything eventually. Yeah, I love *Man in the Moon*. It's such a good movie. Um, I just think Nicolas Cage. This would have. Tr- this would have veered more into parody, or like. Satire
3: than it being felt like the naked man, Ka- yeah. It would have mm. been it would have been surreal. Yeah. Although a grizzled Michael
2: Rappaport coming in to play Randy the Ram, okay, I I'd watch that. You. I can
3: get behind this.
2: Yeah. Um, so in typical fashion, um, Hulk Hogan was going around and claiming that he was going to be playing the role of Randy the Ram in The Wrestler and actually appeared on the Howard Stern Show stating he was going to be in The Wrestler. Um, he turned down the role because he, wasn't, he didn't feel like he was right to portray the character based on his
3: star power. Um, That's 100% accurate. <laughs> if, the, if it's true, then Hulk Hogan should not be playing a broken down as because Hulk Hogan is somehow an A-list celebrity.
2: I mean, well, Aronofsky can he throughout after the filming and during the promotion of the movie denied it. Yes, he publicly denied it and said he's like, no, there's no, it was never considered for this. Um, Although he did say that the because we were discussing this throughout the movie that Randy the Ram is based on a combination of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. That's Darren Aronofsky's. That's what he was saying is that the Randy the Ram character is a mixture, and basically, uh, like that the big I mean, Madison Square Garden thing is supposed to reference like. in the Iron Sheik? Yes. I'm gonna throw this out there. Okay.
3: Bullshit. I'm Bullshit. saying that that, that was, was, was the main. I'm going I... Jake Roberts. I don't give a fuck. Why can't it be well, a mixture of? I mean, I because think... here's why. Here's why it can't be a mixture of the thing. Hulk Hogan nor Randy Savage were estranged from their daughters. Uh, neither of them were broke. Neither of them died broke. Neither of them had to wrestle past they, their need to. It was more their want to. Randy the Ram was fucking working a menial job. He was, like, hiding himself. There was parts of this movie that felt like I was watching
4: Beyond the Map. I mean, I agree with you.
3: So
2: he, So here's what I want you to think The mind. Dir- so, again, the director did not write this movie, correct? So here's the thing. Aronof, Aaron Aronofsky can believe that Randy the Ram is a mixture of Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. Robert Siegel, the director, was given Beyond the Mat as a reference point for when writing the movie. So then really, it can be a mixture of all the things. The director sees it one way, the writer had other intentions, and obviously writing in the role as being a beaten down, trotten see, character.
4: See,
3: him being given Beyond the Mat as a, as a point... That makes it seem, now it makes now more, more and more sense where his story was coming
4: from. Definitely.
3: See, now you, I, see, I'm not going to blame the writer on this. Given that, he was getting the Jake the Snake Roberts story, which is the most horrible fucking shit you're ever going to hear. And then he's giving you fucking the ECW side of the thing with Terry Funk. That's the two stories he's making it out of. Um, and, that, and yeah, that, that's what it is. Yeah. That makes sense now. It's, it's a mixture of Jake Roberts and Terry Funk, 100%. There, there, There's your answer.
2: But then conceptually, the director is making it to be Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan with the Ayatollah and the look of the character. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention about writing is that Mickey Rourke, after Aronofsky basically won out to get him into the movie... Uh, Mickey Rourke still wasn't 100% committed to the idea because of his dislike of pro wrestling. And he only agreed to take the film when he was able to rewrite the script and improvise his own dialogue. So now you've added a third layer between the director's vision and the writer's vision. So you wonder where maybe some of the misconception happened. I think it's just because everybody's doing their own thing. Too many cooks. Too many cooks.
3: cooks! Too many cooks! Too many okay, cooks! Okay, last thing. Well, oh, okay, go ahead. Now it makes so much sense. Like, all of Randy the Ram's dialogue seems so natural for Randy the Ram. And that's just who he was. Just like, yeah, the 90s sucked. Yeah, it's the 80s. That fucking Kurt Cobain pussy. Hey, we don't like to
2: have fun? <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to. The last fun fact that I have here. That I really enjoyed was Jake. You are breathing so heavily into this microphone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard this. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um, during the opening scene, um, all the young photos of Randy the Ram. Those were Lex Luger.
4: <laughs> all right, that's.
3: Fucking amazing!
2: So they just superimposed his. They superimposed his head. That's on fantastic.
3: 1986 Lex Luger. That's okay. So now it's Lex Luger.
2: <laughs> well, if you've seen Luger at these uh, conventions, oh it's no, not too
3: far off, right? Yeah, poor Lex. He hates Dan Terry. Wait, what? Lex Luger and Sting hate Dan Terry. Is that true? Yeah. Wait, why? (laughs) Let's just bring it out there. Let's put it out there. You said it. Well, Dan Terry... Dan Dan Terry's a local... Dan Terry! uh, Independent wrestler. New England independent wrestler. You
2: probably don't know him. No, 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 that's why we're explaining it.
3: it to you. And he was giving Sting and Lex Luger a ride after a show they did. He was giving a ride back to the hotel. Okay. And he was trying to make small talk with him, <laughs> but he was just kept saying the wrong things. <laughs> he was, uh, his thing was like, do you watch WrestleMania? And Dan said, yes, which was a lie. Oh. So he said, what was your favorite match? Oh. Which Dan replied with, you versus Undertaker. Oh, no. Which, if you recall, never, never happened. happened. Yeah. It was Shane versus The Undertaker, which Sting pointed out to him. And, oh my, how do you recover from that? Um, let me answer. He didn't. <laughs> and, um, he uh, was trying to recover from this, and he was like, You guys want to go to the liquor store? Or- Grab something? Oh no! And they're both Yeah, dead. they're born again, straight yeah, edge!
0: Yeah.
3: Holy shit! How I have know. I never heard this? This is and amazing! Here's the, uh, here's the afterthought of the, here's what happened after. Now, Sting and Lex Luger will only have professional drivers ever since Dan Terry. ha ha ha! Holy fuck! Lex, How great is that Lex
4: Luger it? went from being an atheist. Back to being a Christian again. Which is Some, one of the most fascinating things yeah, I've ever it's heard. Probably one of the most amazing things ever. Wow. That's but, yeah, but that's just saying. Like, if you can, it, these two guys have combined experience of who, Lord fuck knows how many fucking years, and it took them this long, three, and it took Dan Terry for them to get wow. professional personal. He primers. was the
3: one that pushed them.
4: He was the straw that. Imagine how many back. shitbags
3: have given them rides. Yeah. <laughs> and they,
4: they're you know what? I can deal. I love this story. I've never uh, heard this. And now it's on the podcast forever. Can you isolate lumberjack calling Dan a shitbag?
2: Oh, I'm going to
3: replay that all the time.
4: Dan Terry is a shitbag.
3: Oh. Ooh, we're going to loop that in so much. We're going to get so much play make of that. A, make, a, make a vocal gif. Is
2: that
0: yeah.
2: a thing? Um, uh, I mean, we can just repeat it gift. over and oh, over again. Gift. Just, just
3: loop it. And a, yeah. An audio gif, No, that's not a thing. But it won't be a gif. Yeah. yeah, making me an audio gif. It's just going to loop that. It's the gif that keeps on giving. <laughs> Jesus.
4: All right, so let's 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 talk about the movie. Um, real quick, didn't they oh. film something with Nicolas Cage, like, very early on? Like, they may have done a screen
2: test. It wasn't a part of the film or the filming schedule because, again, they only had a month to film.
4: I mean, it must have been a rumor that like, oh, like, that... He was at a show, like they filmed some stuff, but he it was never.
2: I mean, I'm sure he screen tested and they may have even done it at a show, but it definitely wasn't a part of the actual filming.
3: And they were actually filming at Ring of Honor right. and CZW tapings. And, and WXW. A- and apparently the CZW fans got restless and started heckling and booing throughout. <laughs> really?
4: Well, I mean, you, you go to watch a wrestling show. And, and they kept... filming a fucking movie. And they like, kept... And
2: the, Although you've got to appreciate that from all the other movies we've reviewed. They really took a realistic aspect to the show itself.
3: Maybe not to the match. This is uh, what I heard. I have no idea if this is accurate. But the, apparently the promoter kept um, promising them a big surprise if they just played along and went with it. And they did. And then they never got a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm pretty much doing to you guys today, yeah, at this right. point. Yeah,
2: you only got Don't. us here to record the podcast. The later it gets, the less we're going to be able to do our super secret Saturday mm-hmm. surprise.
4: Um,
2: Alright, right, Well, so one of the things that during this, so this, during this opening scene of just the history of Randy the Ram, um, I did jot down a couple of the names. I also did. Who did you get?
3: I got Black Hat.
2: <laughs> um I had Ambush. Yeah, I, I got ambush. ambush. I got
3: Funkmaster or mm-hmm. Funkmeister. It was Funkmaster. Okay. Um I had Bad Wolf Bridges. Okay, and then I got Ayatollah about 50 times. And then Brian Hazard. Ooh. Oh, those I could some of those I could see. Yeah. But the writing of the names is so fucking bad in this. <laughs> yeah. Around, they bring up billy bob banjo and mr <laughs> fantastic I love billy bob mr boom bastic um
2: but it gives a, i like at least it gives a brief overview of the rise of randy the ram as it smash cuts to 20 years later in the
4: present day
3: and he's at a shitty indie show in the high school gym yeah
4: uh, that was pretty accurate. I mean, just the shot of yes. him sitting in the chair at some in some middle school. Yeah, just yeah.
3: like in one of like the short kid chairs, yeah. you know, like and like he in gets short paid because the house is. Built there
2: out. are a lot of little things right. that really do
3: ring true. That's what I'm saying. I'm, for every little thing that's wrong, they get a bunch of little like bigger things that are right. <laughs> so like. We kind of talked about
2: this while watching the movie. That it seems like it's a little bit of a drug parable, the addiction. Yeah. You know, um, he Replace can't quit. Rest. This is all he knows. He's
4: right. wrestling with, with, something else. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I, it it kind of it that that part was good. Like that,
2: if it, they were able to maintain that level of realism throughout, I think it would be even better for me now watching it. But it feels like they just kept on bouncing around. And I think a part of that problem is the improvisation of the scenes later. Because when we get our first glimpse of an actual show, it was the uh, the show where he works Tommy Rotten.
3: Yeah, WXW show.
2: All those locker room scenes were improv'd. So when they were talking about... Conflict,
3: you're working the head tonight? you work in the neck? What do you got? What Are do you got? You got, got the leg? You got
4: the leg? What do you got? What
3: Everybody
2: do
4: you got? works the leg. Those... Worker's work fucking arm.
2: But those were all just improv scenes by the boys. Right. So, and they just put that into the movie. So it's like... That's where it starts to feel off because now it feels like wrestlers trying to play wrestler. Yeah. Than just trying to be realistic to what happens in a locker room. Yeah.
3: if They should have just like had him filming them getting their gear on Colin shit
2: like when the promoter runs down the matches but doesn't say who's going over over. like that again it doesn't ring true also the promoter's gonna walk in smash the fucking card up on the wall and walk away
4: yeah I did (laughs) yesterday But (laughs) but like
2: that's real like, I don't know. Like, so that, again, I feel like that's the, the conflict of this movie is that you have these meticulously detailed written scenes showing a, a wrestler in his despair in his 50s, and then you have these
3: wacky scenes that don't really show the truth. See, here's the thing. the Randy the Ram, any of the stars from that, si- from that era that were that size... Aren't living that fucking life.
1: <laughs> right, yes, you're, you're right. right. The
3: low end. Like, Ted DiBiase is not fucking, like, living paycheck to paycheck, you know? It's fucking. It doesn't make any sense, like, that he's living. He's not living. He's fucking locked out of his trailer at the beginning of the movie. Right. And
2: the conflict
3: seems to really go into what you're saying because he comes
2: back from that match with rotten and the all the boys are giving him a standing ovation in the locker room like it's the big deal that he's in our locker room randy the rams here
4: running the big name
2: so it's like but then he has to sleep in his van because he can't pay the three hundred dollars he owes or whatever
3: he can't even get his ice packs out of his freezer. <laughs> right, like it just—I don't know. It just and everything feels like it's smashing up against each other. But the kids love him. The and kids they, love him. They wake him up when he's sleeping in his van. Yeah, that's blader. He literally
4: choke slams one
3: kid. Oh, he picks him up the he the slam, he chokes chokes and the chest. He calls it.
4: Fucking drops yeah. him and just fucking slams. His him. Arms and legs are flailing. But that kid loves it.
3: Oh, by the way, I took down some of the names at WXW. Oh, yeah, go Uh, for it. DJ Hyde, Judas Young, Rob Echoes, who's Robbie E. uh, Sabian, SLG, who's uh, supremely great, if you ask me. Yeah. He works Tommy Rotten at WXW, which is... I've worked at WXW. It's run by the Wild Samoans. Uh, And in this scene, Mickey Rourke actually gigs himself. He actually cuts... He sure did, for real. For realsies. Um... Then we have him wrestling Necro Butcher. Oh my CZW. god.
4: Man, I hated this part. So I didn't mind. I hated party. it back well,
3: then.
2: Before we get to the the hardcore match, let's take a step back and talk about Marissa Tomei. No. Yes, please. Oh, okay. I, because um. Marissa Tomei. She, do you like it? It's not bad. Yeah, I knew you would. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're all it's trying my. <laughs> yeah, <we're> all, Yeah. <laughs>
4: Cherry wine made. Pot- pot- yeah, pot- take a look. Take a take a taste. It's actually p- probably the best seltzer water I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, I totally
1: agree with that. Cool. All right, all right, and, so, and, and, and Well, on. that's been
3: three ways here. Drink you've seen me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna do that a lot today, guys. Yeah, yeah, right, strap
3: yeah. in. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, yeah, we meet Marce Tome at she's the strip club. Horrible, ugly, old, broken down stripper. Uh, no, she's not. Um, that's that's what the guys in the, the the strip club are saying okay but did you look at her oh yeah she's a fucking total knockout
2: yeah like holy
4: shit yeah they definitely tried to make her out that she was just some uh, old hag but, but she you looked man, the she best looked she's ever looked fucking fantastic
2: pierce nipples yeah yeah. Holy fuck. Well and, and so this was when I first commented to you guys while watching that it felt like they had a total misconception of the wrestling business and the stripping business. Yeah. Because like Randy the Ram shows up at the strip club he's looking for his boo that he has a huge crush on Marissa Tomei and there's this a, a see-through sheet that's just hanging down. Cuz it's not even like fully shut. It's like 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 a tent. And it goes into a private room where there's like seven dudes for a bachelor party and it's like they're talking shit to her. Just
3: burying her.
2: And Hey grandma, we don't want you. <laughs> hey, hey,
4: hey old lady, when'd you graduate?
3: 1985?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amazing. And then Randy Ram comes in, n- no
4: bouncers
3: are around, no yeah. nothing. I'll fuck you up. Like, they're going to fight. He's like, hey, no, ma- no woman you're Your going to be half as good, well, you skank. I, that's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Randy's wrapping his belt around his fist. <laughs> they don't even bring mention of that, but he's a dude. I and then his pants wrap... fell down around his ankles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> imagine that
3: happening in a real fight. Yes,
2: I can't imagine that happening in a real fight. Um... <laughs> Uh, and then, it, you know, she's pissed, but then she gets her lap dances from... She gets her work from Randy the Ram. Yeah. And you can see that he's just over the moon for her. Like, just trying to, like... But he's trying to, like, play it cool about being a wrestler and talking to her about his... Oh, the match is all right. I'm all right. I'm fine.
3: But uh it's very accurate that strippers and wrestlers are one and the same. They are. They absolutely are. And and work for yeah. too little money. Well, uh, what the difference is, strippers get paid. <coughs> That's true. Well, Rui and I, when we used to go to the strip club when we were younger,
2: we would go to the strip club and just sit there and name their characters. Oh. That's the Rob Van Damme strippers. Look at her. All high spots just coming that. in. Yeah, Oh, Van damme What a split-legged moonsault. That <laughs>
4: comes in and doesn't do nearly as much as the high spot one. But, but it's she cool gets a, a, does a huge reaction. Yeah. She does one little <laughs> whip around the pole. They're like, ooh. Yeah, there seriously was. We had the Vic Flair of strippers, and then they bring in the names sometimes. Sometimes yes, you know, the names from the porn it's industry. Yes,
3: who ain't is good, but you know it's the name value. Right. We spent a lot of time
2: naming all the strippers at the strip club, <laughs> and like that's always something. I like I think with wrestling, stripping, stand-up comedy are three things that like all... Music, like mu- yeah, band, and yeah. So those four things, I feel, really are I all... Yeah.
3: And I also think bar trivia.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Speaking of... Oh, you are got to work your way up, as I've learned, hosting bar trivia. That's right, and that's stump
4: trivia. What? Check them out at StumpTrivia.com Oh, our sponsors? Slash JC Marks.
2: Oh, that's not what it is at all. You, no, if you search JC, JC Marks. Stump. No,
3: it's JC you, Stump. JC Stump. on J, It's StumpTrivia.com slash JC Stump. It's
2: also not what it is, but...
3: Alright, let's... <laughs> I'm gonna cut <laughs> off his legs. Oh.
1: If you ever seen a one-trick <laughs> pony, then you've seen <laughs> me.
3: Um. So, Necro Butcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so let's uh, guess got... I'll tell you why. Oh. Because I love the fucking Necro Butcher. He's fucking really... He's a smart guy. Smart
4: guy. Very intelligent. Very
3: intelligent guy. And you can tell that from... This is the most natural of the scenes when they're calling something. He's like, listen, I don't like running the ropes. Like, I'll hit the ropes once for you and take a bump. That's just not crisscross. Yeah. (laughs) I love Necro Butcher. And I'll tell you... Like, he reminds me of myself so much. He wrestles barefoot, right? Yep. And I'll tell you why he wrestles barefoot. They were doing... CZW and Ring of Honor were doing a feud angle, right? And... They did a run in, and Necro Butcher was running in, and he was. It was after one of their shows, and he took his boots off. And he was wearing flip flops, so he's doing the run in in Ring of Honor. And one of his flip flops broke, so he's like, "Well, fuck it then." And he kicked the other one off, and he ran in. And he was barefoot, and here people yelling, oh, you barefoot hillbilly, you're the worst!" And he's like, "Hey, light bulb,
0: yeah,
3: I'm gonna fucking, I'll be the barefoot guy." And then he's like, "Then I fucking regret that because I'm doing death matches and I'm walking around in glass fuck and thumbtacks."
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's. Great, he's awesome. I love Necro Butcher. Well, Mikey said he hated this match. I, I just, it well, just... nominated for best match of the peakies. Um,
2: I'm, I guess I'm kind of in between with Jake's love of it and Mikey's hatred of it.
3: It's a thing that happens, but it wouldn't happen with a yes uh, veteran,
2: right? and again even when you said that you could see like a Jake Roberts coming in not even Jake would have done that kind of match
4: no I'm saying I didn't say I could see no no I'm just saying saying, with that type of personality well I think that's where they get Terry Funk from Terry Funk's definitely yeah Yeah, that's where it all comes from from, to be on the mat, exactly Uh, we Right, as we've talked about. But, but I just feel like it was just shoehorned in. It was unnecessary. It was only there for the shock factor. Well, that's just a side of. But it is a though. plot point because it sets him down sets to have his heart attack. It sets heart attack, and the, of course the.
2: But I agree, it could have been done in a regular match.
3: Right. Yeah, but Necro Butcher, it showed him, just kicking the shit out of him. and I think it really got the, it got it gave, the the outside impression of what his heart looked like. You know what I mean? Like he was as beat up, as. He was on the inside. I feel like that's where they were
4: trying to go with it. I just, I didn't like the the, let's fucking sit in chairs and. That's the spot the the Necro Butcher does. I know, and I, I just, it's just not. And they punch each other as hard as they can.
2: I'm with you for for two guys that grew up watching ECW and loving the ECW style. I don't know if I grew out of it
4: or if I just don't like. It's just not the same. It became different.
3: Yeah, it's not. Oh, uh, yeah, because you're it's, looking through your rose-tinted glasses. No, no,
4: no, because, like, there's a difference. I don't want to see disgust. I, what are these fucking things that they use now, the fucking circle things with the with the, oh, the plates? Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not... Like, I'm gonna like, that. Like, I can say it's stupid it it's, it's stupid to say that
2: ECW was an art, but it really was a certain something to it. Something there was a like the simplicity to it.
3: Tables and shit, I get, and then chair shots is... That's all that simple shit. Fire a little more unpredictable, but once you power bomb through, it, it should go out. Glass is
4: like a wild card. You know what I mean? When you when there's things in, and wrestling is unpredictable, and you never know what's going to happen. Well, you're in there with these dangerous. Like you can slice an artery. Yes. I used
3: to. I I was I was big into watching deathmatch. I never wanted to do it, it but it, I was watching it, and I was watching one match where it was one of those gimmicks where the light tub, light tubes were strung up. Yeah. Between the ropes. And a guy got thrown through, and he landed, and the light tubes went up through his armpit, Ugh. and his uh, his little his organs were falling
4: out. Oh my god! And they had to airlift him out. Yeah, and I'm not shitting on these guys. No, I would never... You have the balls to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Man, I would fucking... never even Holy like put more like more power to you. But...
2: It just doesn't. I don't know. Coming from me when, I started doing, when we started doing Backyard Wrestling in 97 And I don't know if you've ever watched those Best of the Backyard vid- videos, DVDs sure Yeah, I had a ton of them And they were beating the shit out of each other And killing mm-hmm. each other You still have some in your collection? I do When I was doing Backyard Wrestling I was wrestling on flowered sheets And hitting us with Super Mario Brothers 2 trash cans Okay, yeah we, we, like,
3: The worst thing me and my friends did When we were like, play wrestling And we never really did Backyard Wrestling But when we just fuck around It was like, uh, sheetrock Yeah she rocks easy peas. You fucking it breaks, it crumbles when you hit something. But right. we
2: just did the silliest, stupidest yeah. stuff, and like that's what my sensibilities went toward. Even though I liked watching ECW and wa- like some of the hardcore matches, in my mind the
4: sensibilities were like, I like the characters,
2: I like the the I fun. Think that's interesting
4: because being such a big ECW fan and me not liking this kind of yeah, what it's become this kind of wrestling. It match, makes you question yourself I don't a know little if it's bit because I got older, and more sensitive. That's, that's what I'm asking. Like, yeah. I don't know, but it's just, yes. it's not maybe. It, or, you know what? It's just not my thing. May I I agree with you. Well, so Mikey, next match, mean you're going to start off. We're going to put two chairs <laughs> in the middle of the ring. I've been in hardcore matches. I was terrified when I when the the guy said, "You want to do thumbtacks tonight?" No, no, I didn't. Did you do thumbtacks? Well, we were going to, and I was too afraid to say no. Oh. So we were going to, but then the promoter, like, they they wouldn't allow it. So we Good! Didn't go. I was like, thank fucking God. Good old Bob's Bar and Grill. Oh, Bridgewater? It was an SCCW Verte- show? breaker, brother. <laughs> fucking breaker. <laughs> Let me tell you something about
2: Verdebreaker. All right. 1999. <laughs> We had a show at the Seekonk American Legion Hall. <laughs> Vertibreaker versus Livewire Dave Padula. Uh-huh. And then they wanted to do a hardcore match. Why? Because Spike Dudley was going to be on the crowd. And they needed a show off for Spike because we need to get signed, brother. So they do a fucking hardcore match in that ring. They bust out these fucking thumbtacks. They do their stupid fucking spots. And if... He- like you look over at Spike Dudley he's yawning in the chair (laughs) like yawn fuck this because I'm not gonna lie it was one of the worst shows that I had ever done and That's that's saying something vertebraker Padula, they do these fucking spots. The fucking thumbtacks, they didn't get all the thumbtacks out of the goddamn ring. So throughout the show, at different points, there may have been one or two thumbtacks still macking around the ring, so if you took a fucking bump somewhere, you may land on
3: a goddamn thumbtack! And it won't mean shit, and it's just gonna hurt more. Yes!
2: It's just a regular
3: match. match! They just had, they couldn't get all
2: the fucking thumbtacks!
3: Was there a lot of thumbtacks? Yes! Good.
2: And... The referee, when he's going to get like three matches later, he's refereeing. One, two, ah!
3: What a spot.
2: Because a thumb thumbtack to the fucking pinky finger! Oh, God damn it. I FUCK YOU, Vertebreaker!
3: FUCK YOU! So I ran to the Ram, <laughs> They do, they use a staple gun. Yeah. Which these. They use bug spray? Which is not a thing I've seen used.
4: Myself. Right. I've seen Windex used. Yeah.
2: I've seen yeah, exactly. It blinds somebody. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's good stuff. And then they have a match and then everything's good.
2: Well, so the one thing I did like about how they did it was the match is over, he's a bloody mess, he's disgusting, then as the EMTs are fixing yeah. his wounds, it cuts back to what caused mm-hmm.
0: the injuries. Yeah.
3: I did like that and how they shot that. Yeah, very to Tarantino.
2: Yeah, it was a way to kind of do things a little bit differently and shake up the structure of a match, something we haven't seen
3: yet on Three-Way Theater. Yeah, that was really cool, like, the results and shit from the matches, that was
4: cool. Now, uh, we mentioned earlier that... Um, had cut himself for real. Yes. These stables were real. also real. Yeah. Which doesn't really happen. No. no. Uh, for the most part
3: um, a staple to the head it would actually like probably go into your skull which is Yeah. Which is you know. So
2: that brings me to a story where uh local wrestler here in New England, be here
4: today. I love it.
2: And we're at the Loomis Arena in Plainfield, Connecticut. The
4: famous Luma Arena. Don't and Don't they have this. So yeah.
2: They have. <laughs> it's a barn. No, so it will. And <laughs> uh, we're in the locker room, and by locker room I mean an open space outside connected to a trailer with a tarp over it. And the
4: trailer was used to haul horses.
2: That's also true, so it smelt like shit. Yeah. And, so we're sitting there,
4: also thought it smelled like shit after the muscles used it.
3: And there was
2: a, (laughs) there was a staple gun in the locker room, and, I don't know why it was there, it wasn't being used in a match, it was just there. And Triple H, well, true. Yeah, it's a
3: functional bond.
2: Triple H just gets it and he starts shooting it, and there's no staples coming out. So he's like, "Oh shit, dog!" So he goes up to Chris Venom and he's like, puts the staple gun up against his own forehead. He's like, "No shit, dog! I'll do it! I'll do it!" And Chris Venom's like, "You won't do it, pussy." So she's like, "All right, dog!" <laughs> Ow! Staple right into the forehead. He's like, you should talk to the staples in this thing! <laughs> <laughs> the staples had jammed, which means Trip put about three staples in his head because they were jammed all in there! <laughs> oh, Trip. <laughs> oh, Holy oh, fuck. Of course
4: there were three.
3: So. Oh, who's the best one. <laughs> so, Randy Ram has a heart attack. Yeah, he has a heart attack backstage after this hardcore match.
2: Another thing that I liked about, I did like about the movie is
3: that the, the
2: way the sound editing is done in this film is all based around the f- what's happening inside Randy the Ram. Yeah, like
3: they hit that high pitched noise when yeah. he um, takes his hear-
2: Well, also when his hearing aid yeah. ever goes in or out,
4: right? It has that.
2: <laughs> so that you know, as he's getting stitched up and everything else, you can hear all these things. And then when he passes out in the locker room and it cuts to waking up. Like it's all inside of him, so we're kind of viewing the movie like in like being John Malkovich yeah. style like we're inside Randy the Ram.
3: love it um, and then that happens quite a bit throughout the throughout the movie where he's having heart attack you get that same sort of feel to it he throws up too, which is gross yeah realistic but gross um. collapses down in the backstage area somehow survives. And uh, also, I agree with how, with some of the unrealistic things in this, the
4: promoter pays him. <laughs> yeah, so, after he gets out of the hospital... No, no the promoter doesn't pay him. Well, he does. Yeah. He doesn't give it to him. He gets it from the the receptionist at the hospital. Yeah. He, the
2: guy showed up at the hospital with his envelope and pay, yeah. but, like, okay, not to be crass, but... JC would have just kept the money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me know if he survives. Yeah, Yeah. let me know if he survives, and if he reaches out to me and says, hey, what about my money, then I'll I'll pay him. All right. But, like, if I don't know if he's going to make it, or if he doesn't
3: bring it up after the fact, hey. Yeah, maybe he, like, already thinks you paid him. Right. He doesn't remember. You don't know. It was in your tights. Did you throw your tights out in the trash? No, they were cut off
2: of
4: him. <laughs> I like this. I like when he wakes up in the hospital and he's confused. He's trying to pull the the yeah. oxygen off. The, the the nurses are trying to, you know, try yeah. to hold him down. But they
3: can't because he's a wrestler. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> Ram Jam. They give him some of that sweet sweet morphine. Yeah, Robin oh. Ramzinski. Robin Ramzinski, yeah. yeah th- I like how
2: Mikey did not like he's like, What did he say? Yeah,
4: no, totally missed that. Robbie Ramzinski, Mikey like. says.
2: Because <laughs> I didn't think his name was goddamn Robin. But I mean that's the thing about I wrestling, know. right? I mean, if they all knew who what Lumberjack's real name was, they'd freak out. Jake.
3: Nope, it's not. Ugh. It's Mike Paper. Whoa You can find me on Twitter at I'm Mike
2: Paper. <laughs> but like that's another cool little bit that's put in there where like these wrestlers have personas and they have characters. Hell, I'm JC. Like, but is that who I am? Like, you know, that's the personality I've yeah, chosen if you're for not myself. Yeah, you who
3: you are as a person. And Mike Pava isn't. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Mike Pava
2: is the only one that's actually just Mike Pava all the time. Yeah. Twenty four yeah. seven.
3: I can see why you want to get out of the business. I hate being myself. <laughs> it's not even an escape anymore. <laughs> well,
2: but that's that's a great point, though. It, we we blend ourselves together, our personas and our real life when they come together. That's true. I wear a flannel all the time. And you just kind of become Randy the Ram, or you become Lumber Jake, or you become Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like you just become these characters. So when the Terrible,
3: Doctor Terriblea doesn't have a ten-inch right. This. Hulk Hogan's MHP. Right. Gawker. They proved that in court. Yeah. Like,
2: and when the doctor calls him Robin Ramsey and Mikey's taken out of the moment, like, wait, what? Yeah. That's a true life thing. Yeah. So I think, I think that's really cool. Um, they cut off his tights during his procedure. That
3: sucks.
2: And you could tell that's, that's what pissed him off the most. Yeah, you can't wrestle anymore. The doctor's telling him you gotta cut this out. But it was that extra gut punch yeah. when he grabbed his tights. Right now I
4: couldn't even wrestle if I wanted to. Huh. I mean, he, I'm sure he has more. Does he? We, uh, I mean, he we're not... One he only set has one g-
3: pair of tights. And since 1989, once at a gear. <laughs> Man, that must stink. Yep. He doesn't have a wash. He lives in a van. <laughs> but down by the river. Yeah, by the river. <laughs> he washes it in the in river. In the river, yeah. Um,
2: so... It's at this point where Randy tries to find connection in life. Yeah, he goes back to Marissa Tomei. Yeah, because that's the only person he's really had contact with outside of
3: wrestling.
4: Yeah, she—he's just Randy to her, or whatever. Well, to hit like that's real life to him. The like, well, strip club, which is right, still fake. which is real life to that's him. A, but if that's but that's a great her, point. It's work and. But then it, that veneer
2: cracks when he says that he had a heart attack. And she switches off her character, her gimmick. She becomes Pam. Mm. And then she's like, I'll meet you outside in five minutes. Right. See,
3: it's so funny because he works all the fans
4: and then he becomes the fan that gets worked. Yes! <laughs> That's brilliant. He knows he's getting worked because when they have... Spoiler alert, literally around, they have a little altercation. Uh, he's... Basically throwing the money at her and saying, "Come on, you, you, me, you say I'm Take just a customer. If I'm just a customer, you're not gonna deny a paying customer. Make, like, you know, pretend to a, yeah. pretend to like me is what yeah. he says. Pretend, at least pretend to like me, which is obviously something that he was drawn to in the first place. But right. Then they, but they, she they,
3: won't do it because he's not just a fucking a customer. And guy. she
4: does let him in by a giving the first, giving her her, her name. Right. Well, and, and, and she kisses him. Yeah. Right. At the bar. And, you know,
2: the thing that is, is that she also pushes him towards attempting to Recon-
3: reconnect. Yeah, to reconcile with his daughter.
2: And, like, I think it's kind of a, it's a bold choice because, like, it's not a strict narrative where you're, like, the daughter's not introduced until well deep into the movie. Mm.
3: Like, it's like, kind of sh- like Beyond the
2: Map. Oh. Well, there you go again.
3: She's Noel Foley.
2: Like oh whoa i wish (laughs) um like she like it's an interesting thing that like in the moment of like being honest and raw with each other it's like well don't you have anybody else no well don't you have a daughter and she pushes him to try now i mean you can see that it's destined to fail
4: but he, tries he tries anyway. He tries anyway, and she kind of gives him like the oh, Randy, like "come on, like this yeah, isn't you. Why don't you do check out your family?" Blah blah blah. So when he it does.
2: Go, but when it goes back to that addiction metaphor, we see how close Randy was to getting out and being clean. Yeah. We saw him having fun at work. We saw him actually making a connection with his daughter. We see that scene where Marissa Tomei kisses him at the bar. Yeah. It looks yeah. like
4: things are going
3: good. When he's singing round and round to her and just having fun being a real and a real complaining about the nineties. Yeah, nineties.
2: So. Like going to the consignment shop and that that, that f- probably my favorite little scene yeah. in the movie
3: with the jacket. Yeah. It's this gaudy green, green shiny. shiny jacket. And then awesome. just so you know, all of us pop like, <laughs> yeah that's the jacket. <laughs> it's got an S on it for her name. Yeah. Stephanie. Yeah. Like. And, uh, and then, like, Mr. told me, like, why don't you get her a peacoat? Like, yeah. And she's like, why don't you just decide? And he gets both. Right. And Which is great. Yeah, because he's like. Because he knows. He's like, he wants to follow his gut, but he knows that he's often wrong Here's when he does. Thing. He
4: he gives her the first gift. To, to gauge the reaction. Right. Like, <laughs> yes! If she, if she actually liked it, he would never have brought out the coat. Yes. P code. yes. Yes, like that was it? Because he saw like, oh shit, it's not going. On. Wait, I have another one for you. Right, Pete but like, which she loved. He's he's self
2: aware enough to think that maybe he contacts the promoters. He tells them that he's not interested in doing a big rematch between him and the Ayatollah. He's actually feels like he has a way out to he live was a normal life. Working
3: at work, you know, he was being the character of Randy the Ram. Like he was having, he fun. Was having fun with customers,
2: but Pam fucked him. Mm. Because when she was being raw and real and honest, she got scared first, and that's why she lashed out at that scene at the strip club. Yeah, and for she fucking pushed Randy back into it.
3: Yeah, I think a part of him leaving is the Legends convention also. Yes, Where you're right. That is true. What's happening with the other people? And they have like one has like a uh, a bag. Yeah, sees his future
4: right. in that group.
3: But it's the thing that nobody, you no, know, there's no fans there. There's just nobody there. It's very really sad. Yeah, just sitting there with the, like there.
4: There's in this big room. There's only like f- about four tables that are set up in like a square. And
3: everyone has like piles of merchandise yeah. that's just not being touched. That's it's very not, real life. It's very sad. Just heartbreaking.
4: But
2: I mean, you're right. That's a con. All these things, a confluence of events, that he sees it and he's like, I could do something else. Yeah.
4: He, you know, he knows that he was an asshole before. I'm talking about with his daughter so he's trying these things some things are actually working out things are looking up and up for the old ram but Pam damn, damn, really right? did whatever his name is Pam well, damn. no you know
3: what really dragged him back in it was that fucking bitch he met at the bar well but he only yeah. went to the bar because of the fight with Pam right. and he met this girl that recognized him because her brother used to have a poster of him on well, the wall. Well,
2: before that, we should really blame Ron the Truth killings and Romeo Roselli <laughs> yeah. because they're the ones that brought him to the bar. That's true. And in that scene while she's talking, he's talking to the girl, in the background, they're both there talking to other girls at the bar. <laughs> like, it's just like they're at fault, too. Yeah. They're culpable for the death. I mean, alleged, Spoil. Well, we'll get okay, alright. Um,.
3: Anyway, so they fuck. She fucks him in a bar bathroom. Yeah, because in the, in
4: the girls' room. Yeah, fuck me like a
3: firefighter. And they do. He's doing lines of coke on a bad heart. That's fucking dancing that razor's edge. Pro wrestler, really. brother. Yeah. Um. So he fucks her. He wakes up. He's all discombobulated. The fucking room's filled with firefighter shit. He's wearing firefighter boots. <laughs> she's yeah. She's in the shower. He gets dressed hastily. He fucking runs out of there. Yep, books it. Goes back home, falls asleep. Yeah. Right the next morning.
4: Yeah. He parties all through Friday night. He
3: asked his daughter to hang out on Friday. She said Saturday's better. Uh huh. And Friday he, gets he home went Saturday out. Saturday
4: morning, falls goes asleep right all sleep. night.
3: Passes out. Um. Wakes up in a haze and immediately yeah. realizes his mistake because he sees her her picture, picture. <laughs> and uh, he then he realizes how much he loves Sika <laughs> 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 His picture is right next to his daughter's picture <laughs> in his wallet. Who helped with a lot of the choreography for the movie? Right, because he was. the oh, yeah, WXW. WXW, Yeah, that's great. Yeah, was yeah. um, running in. Sam was such a good guy. I just throw that out there. And he's a lot bigger than you'd think.
4: Jake just wants to get booked.
3: Yeah, real uh, name drop there by Lumberjig. I don't need to try to get booked. He's very open for booking people. He's very NCW about it. Oh. But uh, he's a good guy. Very good guy. That being said, don't ask me for work. No, ask ask Samu for work. Yeah, ask Samu. Don't ask JC. Yeah, right, right. Samu will book you if you're you're legit. And then if you're not, he'll throw a fucking sandal at you during the match. (laughs) Saw that happen. The referee fucked uh, up a finish In a four way women's match And the match was pretty good And then the ref fucked up the finish he, got so mad, ref. he took off his sandal He threw it in the ring That's amazing And then he went over And he reached up into the ring And grabbed the ref by the shirt And ripped him out of the ring <laughs> <laughs> um, So this scene where he gets He tries to
2: show up at his daughter's house Tries to apologize for what happened he, She waited two hours at the restaurant right. He never showed up um, Mikey didn't realize that...
4: I still don't...
3: The w- roommates st- were actually lovers. I, s- I yeah. still don't think that... That's they 100% were. 100%. They uh, Wasn't it in were. Beyond the Met that Jake Roberts' daughter came out as a bisexual or something also?
2: Um...
3: Was that? I believe that happened. So. so.
2: You can
4: just tell it's a very I mean, Ani DeFranco like like house. Like, they got the little Christmas lights up on in the house. Yeah, now that, that I think about it, because every time that um, her partner answered the door she would look at him like, because she, she knows right. like I don't right. want you here and right. I hear the stories and I hear much about how much of right. an asshole you are and she always just like kind of shuts the door on him and also tries to defend her when he comes in after not being invited and she, in. she, she's clearly like the, yeah. the more masculine role in yeah. the. if she was yeah. just
2: a friend or a roommate she, she wouldn't, wouldn't have cared care that much, much. Right. and her storming out when he showed up because the daughter the daughter is a fool right because she thinks her dad can change mm-hmm. and then she comes home crying from the restaurant because he no showed which, which she probably knew was going to happen like him, you know. So yeah, no, it's a definite yeah. relationship, which forces which forces Stephanie's hand to
4: be like she's done. I'm done, and and that was it. Yeah, it sure was done. That was it for him too. So do you think? Well, okay, we'll we'll go talk about this
2: at the I end. Okay. All right. So, but that is the last we see of Stephanie. Stephanie.
3: And oh, by the way, there's one point that we're um that we kind of skipped over real fast, um, before, uh. When they go out to a bar, uh, him and Marissa Tomei, they he kisses her and she's like, I have a son. And he goes, you know what, hold on. And he runs to the car and gets his exclusive Randy the Ram
4: action figure. Which goes for $300 on eBay. Three th- on uh, a Yeah, opened, used figure. On the dashboard of a shitty rape van. Uh-huh. So,
3: that inspired me to come up with a game.
4: Oh, okay. we haven't dun, done that dun, in a while.
3: So I have the prices. I'm going to give you the prices. I, I'm going to rather. I'm going to give you two action figures. Okay, so
4: which, which one is worth more?
3: And you guys tell me which one is Ooh. worth more. I'm okay, about, all right. Okay. Let me get this. Off. How,
4: how are we? Uh, how are we? Are we just answering. Um, you both give an answer, and then right who's
3: and closest? Don't uh, no, it's, you oh. have to give the price. I'm going to give oh, you two answers. A- okay, the all reason. right, okay,
4: okay. And then
3: you guys can both, cool. both give me an answer, and then I'll tell you.
4: All right. We should answer it immediately after he does the question. Oh, okay.
3: Okay. A Bobby Heenan Abe Knuckleball Schwartz two pack unopened, or a Eddie Guerrero John Cena two pack unopened. The uh, Abe uh, Knuckleball yeah. Schwartz. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz and Bobby Heenan goes for fifty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. and Eddie Guerrero and John Cena goes for
4: eighty Oh, I'm pretty sure that Bobby Heenan one's gonna start going up though. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's true. true. It's yeah. very
3: true. R.I.P. Okay.
2: Also, did Bobby Heenan manage Abe Knuckleball Schwartz? No, no.
3: <laughs> okay. No, did not. Never. All right. That always confused me too. Okay. Um, a an exclusive Shockmaster action figure that comes upside down in the package. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Or That's an cool. unopened Bushwhacker Hasbro set. I'm going to say the Bushwhacker. I... The set. Both of them. It's two of them in the two-pack. I'm going to say Shockmaster upside down. The Shockmaster goes for 48.99. dollars mm-hmm. 99 And the Bushwhackers go for 40.
1: Pam, Oh!
3: Okay. <laughs> okay, an Ultimate Warrior Mint Condition Hasbro figure wearing purple and yellow, or a Ray Mysterio vinyl, a Ray Mysterio vinyl pop figure. I'm gonna say pop the pop figure
4: right now. So. Yeah,
3: the pop figure goes for dollars hundred and forty-nine ninety-nine. Jesus Christ! And the Ultimate Warrior figure goes for. Two hundred and
4: forty. Whoa! So we're reaching um, Randy the Ram levels here. Two forty-nine for yeah. the figure. Uh, a WWE Wrestling
3: Legends Andre the Giant exclusive figure, or a Roddy Piper in his boxing attire from WrestleMania Two exclusive. Uh, exclusive. Uh, Piper. Andre. Ooh. Andre goes for one hundred thirty-nine ninety-nine. The Piper goes for six hundred and seventeen
2: dollars. Wow, wow Fuck
3: Damn. A damn pipe. A <coughs> bundle of L J N of fourteen L J N action figures used. <laughs> uh huh. Just a box, random box. Used.
0: Because.
3: Or a exclusive Terry the Hulk Hogan action figure. Wait, uh, what? An exclusive Terry the Hulk Hogan action figure. Terry the Hulk Hogan
2: action figure. Yeah, that that one, absolutely. The
3: LGNs go for $247.50. Jesus, man. And the Terry the Hulk action figure goes for $699. Wow! What, what, what does that mean, Terry the Hulk? It's
2: probably before he just became... What the... See,
3: I, yeah, good luck explaining that one. It is Hulk Hogan, when he first... Terry Boulder. In WWWF, with the, he had the, uh, like, the V shaved oh, into, into his chest. Oh, into his chest, yeah. yeah back when he was with Classy Freddy Blassie, a unopened mint condition Hulk Hogan LJN figure or a B. Brian Blair unopened figure, LJN. I'm going to stick with Hogan. I'll just go opposite with the B. Brian Blair. All right. Hogan is $595. God. B. Brian Blair is $695. Jesus Christ. Finally. Oh. The exclusive Kamala Moonbelly action figure. Mm hmm. Or the Rhythm and Blues. Br- the uh, prototype Rhythm and Blues Greg rhythm Valentine blues. action figure. Rhythm and Blues. The Kamala action figure goes for $10,000. Wow! And the prototype Rhythm and Blues action figure has a price of.
0: Wow.
2: Good for them. I mean, they're not getting that money, and Jammer could definitely use it. Yeah. yeah. But, like.
3: It's a cool figure. He's got the jacket on. That's awesome. Oh. Wow. All right. So well, so let's. That game? So we're reaching the tail end of this. Yeah. So uh, so
2: we've seen him crumble. He lost his lady. He lost his daughter. And what does he have left? He he has his job, but not anymore. No, nope,
3: because he lost his fucking mind and punched a deli slicer. Uh, uh, yeah.
2: For no reason, very little. Because, because, because the one customer her.
3: recognized
2: him yeah. and he couldn't fucking handle it.
3: Yeah, that was his big fear: working out in front of people.
2: And well, I think, I think had, worlds collided, had, had had Well I mean But yes They did collide But had Pam And his daughter Stuck around He maybe not Would have I cared agree. that much
3: yeah, I agree
4: And that was a brutal Fucking scene I fucking Fuck quit. That was rough And then he's just He's just he's running around The store bleeding All over the place Fucking patient. punching Boxes of tricks <laughs> God do you know How long <laughs> it's gonna take trick? To
3: fucking claims
4: All that shit out <laughs> Seriously They're gonna find blood on shit for weeks. To be fair, his manager was a dickhead. His manager was Was a dickhead the worst.
2: Sorry,
1: Meredith.
2: Oh, sorry. Sorry, Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so he now he has nothing left. So all he knows in this world, and he really, you know, makes the subtext text when he speaks to Marissa Tomei again, where out here hurts me. Not in the ring. And everything in his life like that that's it like this is the only thing
3: he knows so he calls up his promoter Calls up all the fight, yeah. he said yeah. I'm, I'm ready to do this reunion match I'm, uh, I'm back. Uh, I have Ring of Honor at the f- fan fest yeah strange Ring of Honor fans you know aren't they, they're, they're not usually like the legends crowd but I feel like they'll appreciate it when they see
4: it they're like you know what yeah, yeah. I like this guy it's so the, the 20 year the 20 year, 20 year anniversary. anniversary. Of the Ayatollah and uh, the, the Ram Jam.
2: And what I appreciate is that it's actually the correct 20th anniversary, because the match happened in 88. This movie takes place in 2009. Love
3: it. No, it happened in 89.
2: No, the, fir- the, the big match was in 88.
3: The final match was in 89, April of
2: 89. Oh, well, then they fucked up. It's the 19th anniversary. <laughs> Damn it. Son of a bitch. Well, anyway, they're doing the match at Ring of Honor. <laughs> And, uh, so,
4: she comes. Uh, Marissa Tomei comes back. She oh, leaves. that's right. She's she's doing. She a job. walks out of the strip club. Yeah, she walks
2: out. In her sixth nude scene of the movie, she's dancing mm-hmm. on the stage and then just it has was, a uh, moment.
4: Actually obligated.
2: I don't think so. At that point, I think I just just like doing it. Um, and she just had a moment. Her existential crisis finally snapped, and she quit. Kind of just like how Randy the Ram
3: quit.
4: Now is this when she's. Getting ready to leave And her son is playing With the Ram action figure That he gave her
3: Yes That's when she sees he's
4: the son's, Him playing with yeah. it Yeah So she quits Goes home Gets her shit Right? Yes he the son playing Cause she has to get the
2: And the action out. figure Jumps up on the couch And, and gets ready to go And does and the fucking Ram thing jam And then The movie cuts to black
3: and Credits roll if you've ever seen a one-trick pony, then you've
4: seen me. Yeah. Then you've seen
1: me. <laughs>
4: but no. It's a good song. Surprised yeah. we haven't talked about it. So,
3: I mean... Well, we don't talk about it because it's not played to the very fucking end. Yeah, credits. true. The,
4: but, I mean, it's a big deal.
2: It's a great song.
3: Oscar-nominated.
2: Yeah. Also, like, it works out because the movie's set in New Jersey... And you the got Springsteen doing bronze. that. Yeah. yeah, you
3: know what? Th- I th- I think they should have put it in Santa Claus
4: is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus is coming it's
3: it's
0: to town. Santa Claus. <time>.
4: We talked about my dislike for the boss before. We, uh, Wait, you don't like the boss? we talked about it. Not like on this show. All the time. Time. No, no, we're no, no. Hell. Hey, said, why'd you bring up a new saxophone? Listen, we're 20 episodes in. I know things get a little hazy now and then, but we. Well, <laughs> you
3: guys are always trying to fishbowl me. Next episode we're going to be doing is. Do you mean gaslight? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely were gaslighting me on that gummy edible episode. What? What do you mean? You guys were definitely gaslighting me. Oh,
4: because. Because we kept telling him that we had already talked with the other. Yeah, you, were, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you, mean, were, you know, that was fun. I mean, I listened was, to the episode. I edited it. He listened to it. After. I didn't expect. It. I don't
3: listen to you. you listen to it. After. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: trust me. No one listens to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
4: um. So when to Tomei comes back, yes, she shows up at his trailer park. First of all, yeah, she shows. up, He's not there. No, he is there. No, this is where are we? So right as
0: so he's, he's getting ready to, to leave for the, the arena, yeah.
2: She finds him at the trailer park and tries to, like, talk to him. She goes, you are somebody important to me. I do like you, but I can't cross that line. Mm-hmm.
4: And he goes, okay, I got it, no problem, see ya. She hands her, yeah, he hands her the flyer, says, we are you, uh, wrestling. She's like, what about but, your, what about your heart?
2: And he goes, come by. And he drives off and leaves. Yep. So now we're yep. introduced to the Ayatollah. Okay.
3: A.K.A. Ernest Ernest
2: the Cat Miller.
3: David S. Pumpkins. (laughs) Any questions? And he goes, what do you want to do out there tonight? And then, which Ernest Miller replies is, how about this? You be the good guy, I'll be the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) I missed you, Dave. Which is so perfect. Just two old guys that worked forever, so it's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, For the market, they've had more than one match. Right. Well, I mean, them promoting it as two is very... It's false they advertising. They promote that no less than 17 times on flyers at the very beginning but of the
4: But they only season. wrestled once that made a, made it at main event Madison Square Garden. So that's what they're celebrating? That's the big 20-year anniversary was. Lame. 19 yeah. years later.
3: Lame. Great. 20 years later, 19, uh, the 20th anniversary. God damn it.
2: So we can see that Randy the Ram he's getting ready... He's clutching his chest. He's looking... Already at, clutching his chest. Yeah. Like, that feels like a bad telegraph.
3: Yeah. Like... He's even clutching his chest when he's doing fucking lines of coke. Or fucking the shit out of that girl. No shit. Beep. If you if you've
1: ever
2: seen a one-trick pony, then you've seen me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... Security's awful at this show. Yeah, because she's like, hey. Fucking
4: Atlas
3: Security.
2: The worst.
4: She just lets her right in. where the backstage is, and she just, they, there's some First saying, of all, the door person says right over there.
3: Yeah. And then she goes, is this is backstage, and
4: yeah, back here, yeah. opens
3: the door. When... What is he The security's letting everyone in? Just, you know? I mean, to be fair,
2: if Marissa Tomei showed up at my show, she could go wherever she
4: wants. Yeah, I'd assume she was a worker. <laughs> <laughs> like, go on in. I bet old bitch. So he finds she finds him literally as he's about to go out. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Uh, sh- she wants him to stop. Yes. Like, not go. Like every wrestler's girlfriend, <sighs> she expected him to stop. And why didn't she just fucking stay? She saw how much he made his entrance. By the way, to different music. Okay, so no way, I you did. To music. So um, the entire movie comes out to bang your head, except for this big fucking show, he comes out to uh, Guns N' Roses. They did
2: not have enough money in the budget to get Guns N' Roses to be licensing their song. The whole time? So, they had to get explicit permission from Axl Rose to use the song once in the movie. So
4: what's the point?
2: Why not just
3: make it fucking bang your head the whole time? Yeah.
2: I, I... they wanted to use sweet child of mine. Probably as you said, maybe metaphorically, that it was for are, his yeah. daughter. I
4: mean, that makes sense. But, but it's he's not... He's wrestling fish. for himself. And because he's never seeing his daughter again. That's selfish by the He's okay. never
2: going to see anybody again if he has his way. I Listen, okay. I'm... I okay, listen, they have
3: their match, Randy fucking... He's he keeps just having a heart attack. They're discussing the match mid-match. They're like, hey, are you okay,
4: Randy? And they, he's, he's just saying... Fuck, fuck. No, that, Mikey, that's you. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's you. That's you, you. Yeah, yeah, you know, you that's happening. I get that. Like, in my ear when I get. <laughs> yeah. no, that's me outside the window. <laughs> but I, this is what I hate about, and I didn't like it back then because I thought she should have stayed. Yes. I thought she, you could see how much the people loved him. She's yes. Crying as he's out there, like okay, like he's doing his thing, like it doesn't. He wasn't saying no to you, like. He wasn't picking sides. Yeah. I feel like she should have stayed. She obviously didn't. No, well, I mean, and and again, and she know. couldn't
2: watch. She couldn't watch him basically try to kill himself. Because Cry? Well, we're gonna get we're getting there. We're there. But like I I mean, you know how emotional the match was. Even the referee was crying. Like, that's how you know that. It was just a real My personal actual, thing.
3: Supremely great acting, by <laughs> the
2: way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, you, so you, they're ready to go home. They're brawling around the ring. Ayatollah's like, let's bring it home. Yeah. Throws him in the ring, and then you can see that Randy can't continue. And uh, they do a back body drop. Well, Ayatollah sees this. Says, I'll, I'll do this. Right, I'll
4: take care of this. Basically takes his own bump. On a back body drop. And it's like, oh, and yeah, that was like, fantastic. Yeah. Pin me. Pin me. Like, let's go. Like, let's, let's go get home. Get out of here. Like,
2: holy shit. And Randy refused. Because all because being selfish, at this point, he just wanted to go out on top.
4: Well, he's got to hit his finish, brother. Him not doing it would be like DD, Jake Roberts not exactly. doing DDT. He needed to hit but, the ram, jet. But, however, if he's injured or something's happening at... You can. I'd be pissed, but then if you see, like, oh, fuck, he's hurt, like, all right, good, they went... Well, oh, shit, can't. I'd be pissed, too. Here's the thing. He lost everything, and then when the stripper left, he
3: had nothing left. Like, he had nothing left to live for. Because he had looked up to the crowd and saw that she wasn't there anymore. Okay, on three, we're going to say yes or no. <laughs> Did he die? Wait, okay. Wait, right. so wait, on three or after three? One, two, three, then say it. Okay. One, two, three. Dead. Dead. Oh wait! I did it yes wrong. Yes or no? Oh, I'm
1: sorry.
4: What th- did he say? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so yes.
2: He yes. Yes. Two yeses and a no. So yeah. you. St- so I go back. Okay. So I go back and forth. When I first watched the movie in the theaters, I thought it was left ambiguous enough that he lived.
3: I also thought he lived when I first saw it.
2: Um, especially rewatching it now, he's dead as a fucking doornail.
3: Hot take.
4: And. Oh, go ahead. Hot take. Cut take. When he, when he does the fucking pose, he does the jump, and then we never hear a landing.
3: So he flies off like Birdman? He
4: flew. <coughs> this, he was dreaming this entire thing, and then he wakes up. And he's... And he's got his he's got the stripper on one side and uh-huh. oh. in the other room. In bed? In uh, the
1: other oh, room. Oh,
4: oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, oh. You had your arm out <laughs>
2: <in> your <room. laughs> You're like Timmy Thunder trying to hug CrossFit <laughs> at yeah. NCW. Nobody knows
3: what that
4: is. Sorry. Uh, um I just I don't wanna I uh, Okay, so, can, so I can I tell you why he's dead? Can I tell you why he's dead? No, no, can I tell you why Does he get the pin? Can I tell you? Why? Well, I'm just saying. Since you guys said yes,
3: no, so, yes, can so I? Well. I'm gonna say if he gets in, yes, because Ernest Miller's such a great worker. He <laughs> <pushes> under <laughs> So the reason why we don't hear the bump is because, as
2: everything in this movie has portrayed, we go by the sounds inside uh-huh. Randy Fuck. the Ram's head. God
3: damn so then, insane. when it cuts to black and we don't oh, hear anything, it's because motherfucker's
0: dead. He died
3: mid jump. Yes, it. I. And here's the thing: son he, of a bitch, he has nothing to so, agree with you. He has nothing to live for. If what's his story it. afterwards? It was a suicide mission.
4: Yes, he knew this was his one time. I, I feel moment. like I just didn't want it to be. I, didn't, I agree I didn't with that. In that way, so I'm in denial. But holy
3: fuck! But no, it's gonna be great. The silence. Yeah. When somebody comes back as the mask, and people <laughs> think it's Randy <laughs> the Ram under the mask, but then Randy the Ram makes a big comeback on his motorcycle. <laughs> And Grunt the Wrestling Movie. Episode
2: 2, Grunt the Wrestling Movie. Have you ever the seen, seen a one-trick <laughs> pony, then you've seen me. Um, the other thing I want to mention about this finale is great for Ring of Honor, they don't have to pay Randy the Ram.
3: Right? <laughs> <laughs> Like
4: unfortunately, don't see Mark's school of booking. <laughs>
3: unfortunately, they <it> didn't <laughs> have the insurance, so uh, uh, they shut down after yeah, the show. Yeah, the death causes Yeah, the reality. The, the malpractice saw
2: uh, sliding doors scenario. Sliding doors. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Why don't you tell us what you think at three There's no way for them to tell us. Sure, they can. They can comment? just comment.
3: Yeah. Comment on
4: what? The, on the, the, so the, the, the The article. The page. They yeah. can. Yes, they have can. You ever visited three Has anybody? Yeah, some, a Anyone few. Uh, I'd like to welcome our new listener downloader from Oh Singapore, Singapore.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you listen to us is gonna make you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. uh, no, can stop. I stop. wait? Can stop. I say wait? No, can God, I say wait? God, every episode, we <laughs> Singapore. But, but wait, no. But if you listen to us, you just may become singer rich.
3: <laughs> what are we doing next? Let's do. Want to hear my Singapore impression? No. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going, everyone? I'm hey. from Singapore. Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: what's hey, up? hey, hey, we're the monkeys.
3: People say we're fucking like around. around. We're too busy singing. We're
2: stuck in a Stop! Ah, the microphone hit my two. Well, that's your
4: fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I don't blame tooth. anybody else except for you. I blame you. Uh, I wasn't hitting you. You were stopping microphone. us. So Randy rams, ram's
3: dead. So yeah. Randy Ram's yeah. dead.
4: I mean, it's unanimous. Yeah, um, your, point
3: made, your point was a good point when you I said sure it.
4: It sure fucking was.
2: I've been sitting on it. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. 20 episodes. I finally have a good point. I'm psyched. Um, well, next is going to be Halloween. Oh.
4: I think we all were going to go somewhere and realize what we were doing. I knew exactly what I was doing.
2: (laughs) I do. Um, um, Well, you know what time of year it is. It's Halloween. (laughs) But it's also a special time of year for three-way theater.
4: Uh-huh. Crossover time! Uh, this is, is this official? Halloween is... Up. Have we discussed with... Yeah. Alright.
2: Yeah. Very we last night. Yeah. So, la- if you go back into the archives of go Three back Way back Thier, time, yep. Um you will see episode seven, which was our Halloween episode last year. We did Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. Yes. And we had special guests. We sure did. The Mac Attack! Yeah! Yeah! Monster Mac and Trinity number one. They have a great show on Podbean and iTunes. The Mac Cast. The Mac Cast. That's right. We appeared on their show, yep. and this year we're doing it again. All right. We're going to be guesting on their ep- show on their podcast, and they're going to come on down over to the Palatial Three Way Theater
3: Studios. Perfect. And we're going to be uh, discussing some of our wrestle crap moments on their show, on their show, and then on our show we're going to be discussing the classic Halloween movie.
2: Oh, you look. You guys
3: looking at me? Yeah. What do
4: we do? Oh. No, no, no. I uh, just
3: insert what it is. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know so we, we had
2: the discussion about it yesterday. Um, the, choi- the It comes down to WrestleManiac, which is a good Halloween movie that we could probably what do. Sting moment of truth. That's the other one. Uh, Monster Mac was very adamant about us doing Sting moment of truth. Um, does it-, it does get very religious.
3: I know. Oh, that'll be controversial. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, that might be, I mean, we're not a very controversial podcast, so it might be good for us to, uh, you know, get a little edgy.
3: Yeah,
2: we're crazy, sexy,
4: cool. Um, Oh. I'm not going to touch any of that, so. Why not, Chili? (laughs) What about you, Lumby Left Eye? (laughs) Um, Lumby Left Eye... And J.C. Buzz. Don't go chasing
1: oh. waterfalls. Let's to the river. you too. And living, and living
4: and so that used to. I don't I know.
2: to <laughs> <laughs> We're going we're gonna to workshop this? Yeah. We'll get back to you.
4: Usually when we sing... <laughs>
3: here we go, here we go, here I, I go, go again. Where my weakness? We no! Right? That that's chill. not TLC. No, yes.
4: well, that's salt and Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining man. man.
2: Oh, this is Hallelujah, <laughs> it's raining man.
4: We're really low on a quota for singing, that's so we're true. just really getting it into <laughs> We're just end. getting, <laughs> we're the getting it all on, sure that. on that. Oh, whoa. Oh. If you ever seen a one-trick pony, then you've seen me. I'm
2: Mike Peta. I'm Lumberjig. And I'm JC. Lumberjig. If you've seen Lumberjig.
3: me. <laughs> the way. Oh, wait. What? I had to do my uh, dramatic reading. Oh, oh, yeah. You should wow. probably do
2: this. Yeah. Are take, we'll... us out. Uh, take us out. Take us
3: out, Lumby. People leave it, Hurry up. Take us out.
4: Take us out. Three, I'm going to fade in the song. You're gonna
3: fade in the song? Yeah. yeah, well, you're doing that. That's so perfect. Oh, yeah, okay. that's um, so cool. So, that's
4: so cool. Uh, yeah.
3: Two, three, four. Have you ever seen a one-trick pony in the field so happy and free? If you've ever seen a one-trick pony, then you've seen me. Have you ever seen a one-legged dog making his way down the street? If you've ever seen a one-legged dog, then you've seen me. Then
1: you've,
2: you seen seen you've seen me I'm JC If you've seen me this is Ben. Three ways Three ways I'm gonna make you smile, <laughs> <But I could laughs>
1: smile. I'm gonna make you smile I don't mean to do it I don't anything more If you've seen a one trick pony Then you've seen me Yeah <laughs> Have you ever seen a one-legged dog You've seen me If you've ever seen a one-legged dog Then you've seen me Then you've seen me I come and stand at every door And you've seen me I always leave with less than I had before You've seen me, but I can make you smile when the blood, it hits the floor. Tell me, friend, can you ask for anything more? Tell me, can you ask for anything more? Have you ever seen a scarecrow filled with nothing but dust and weeds? if you ever seen that scarecrow? Then you've seen me. Have you ever seen a one-eyed man punching at nothing but the breeze? if you ever seen a one-eyed man? Then you've seen me. Then you've seen me. I come and stand at every door And you seen me, I always leave with less than I had before And you seen me, but I can make you smile when the blood hits the floor Tell me friend, can you ask for anything more? Tell me, can you ask for anything more? These things that have comforted me I drive away This place that is my home I cannot stay My only faith's in the broken bones and bruises I display Have you ever seen a one-legged man Trying to dance his way free If you've ever seen a one-legged man Then you've seen me